Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. It's our number two of the program here. Greg Finley behind the glass taking your calls at 412-928-9300. That's the number. You can also hit me up on Twitter at KD Pomp. You can tweet this station, 93.7 The Fan, driven by Shortkey, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram locations in North Huntington and the North Hills. And you can text us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line, same as the call-in line, 928-9370, area code 412. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Our show is brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Allegheny Health Network, health for all, and driven by number one Cochrane, go one better, at number one, Cochran. All right, we covered a lot of the Pirates, a lot of the Steelers in the first hour. We're going to keep rolling with that, do some rapid-fire calls, but one tweet before we go. Mark DeStefano on Twitter, at Katie Pomp, says, that top 100 NFL list is a bit of a popularity or personality contest. I put about as much stock as that as I do the hockey top 100. Certain players just won't score high. Gets people talking, which is exactly right, Mark. It's a good tweet. Uh, just like Evgeny Malkin somehow was left off of the NHL's 100, which makes no sense. But no Steelers in the top 44, that's it. It's Ben Roethlisberger there, and and then everyone else, if you get in, it's later. But I don't understand how David DeCastro goes from in the top 40s to out of the 100, and he put up a very good season last year. What's changed? Who knows? Bottom line is New England didn't have one offensive lineman on their top 100 either, so they're getting it done without that. And bottom line is winning, and that's where uh, the Steelers hope to get to this year after what happened at the end of last year. All right, rapid fire calls. Kevin in the north side. First up, Kevin, welcome to the program. Yeah, How are you? Bob, good. How, how about yourself? I'm good, thanks. I, I'd like to see a story from the Pirate Scouts, how they're rated by other major league teams and by, you know, major league baseball station, uh, their network. I'd like to see how good our scouts are because we, we've had more misses than hits or they haven't developed them. And that's where, you know, that Jack Sorensic says scouting is the lifeblood of the of an organization. And right now our organization's on uh, life support. I'd just like to see a story on how they're rated. That's all. All right. Well, I think that's a good question. Uh, what are they doing down there? And if they're in there for a long time, why not more success uh, drafting or developing? And for a team like this, you better make sure you draft and develop better than most. And some of the higher price tag teams also have – superior scouting at least it shows with you look at like the Astros for example they rebuilt they went from I'm talking about ground zero basically if you remember how bad they were when they were in the National League before they flipped over and now here they are one of the premium teams they develop people they're trading four prospects to get Zach Granke they're making moves uh it's hard not to like what they're doing down there let's go to the truth in South Hills who always joins us with the truth hey truth how are you Good, Bob. Uh, good morning. You know, I think with the with the rapid fire, uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, you know, is Archer going to be worth 19 million over the next two years? Isn't that money maybe better spent on uh, on a, a possible free agent? Uh, he's trending in the wrong direction. Uh, I'd like to see the pirate because the pirates uh, are not going to spend an extra 19 million. Maybe they're smart enough to take this 19 million and and, uh, and get somebody younger with a, a you know a bigger upside. Well, first of all, the the first option is for nine million next year, 
and there's a second option. So you're telling me you would get rid of the – see, that would be admitting a mistake. And we heard Huntington the other day, Truth, say that he believes they're going to get Archer right. So that, to me, means if you think that, then you're going to have to pick up the option, right? That's kind of a foreboding message that we will pick up his option. Uh, but you're right. It may, it may be best suited not to. But they're not, uh, there's no way I think they do that, given what they gave up to bring him here. I, I would I would agree. I'm just t- talking about you know that's what a, a somebody that that has a little bit of insight might be looking at. The, the Pirates have no insight. Uh, you know, they're uh, I've never seen a, a management team that 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 can get over like this with the results that they've had. Uh, you know, and I think the the big thing is people don't realize is there has to be a lot of scrutiny from the owner. He he has to have those guys handcuffed. But you know what? What kills me is. You know, these guys, they, they, they continually never bring it up. And you know what? They take the heat for it because they're making a lot of money. But uh, I guarantee uh, uh, the ownership has to have limitations on these guys because nobody would operate like this if, if they weren't, uh, you know, scrutinized financially like nutting must uh, have them under. All right, Drew, thank you. Uh, we've heard a lot of the same here. Let's go to Ron in the car who joins us on the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. What's up, Ron? Hey, good afternoon, Bob. Hey, I just want to give my opinion. I think the Steelers finally uh, did it right by giving Tomlin only a one-year extension. I think they're sending out a message. It's time for him to put up or shut up. Well, I think I think that's part of it. They want to see more results, uh, but they also realize what they have. And, I, I, again, I, I wish people would look at the overall picture here because uh, too many people are jumping on this, well, he's, time has come. Has it? We'll see. He's still very involved in practices. If you go up to Latrobe a lot, you'll hear him screaming and challenging people. He's done that throughout. Their problem is they haven't turned the ball over enough, and they're trying to change that with everybody on the jugs machine up there. It's unbelievable how many jugs machines are in use all the time, and it's not just wide receivers. They realize they got to get better production out of defensive players. Um, you know, there have been a lot of reasons why they lost last year. Chris Boswell was one of them. Uh, Xavier Grimble was one of them. I'm not going to reduce it to one or two plays, but you get my drift. They would have won the Denver game had he not pulled a bonehead move in the end zone. Chris Boswell, if he had been like he was the year before and the $20 million that they invested in him, they would have won two more games instead of lost. So uh, they're still winning. Are they winning enough in the postseason? No, I agree with that. But don't underestimate the importance of getting there. But I think you're right. They're, they're in a situation now where they want to see more results, and that's fine. But they handled it the right way, I thought. All right. Thank you, Varon. Appreciate that. Let's go to Bill in Charleroi. Hello, Bill. How are you? Yeah. Hi, Bob. Good. You? I'm fine, thank uh, you. First of all, uh, I'd like, uh, as usual, I'd like to compliment you on your work. Uh, and, thank you. And it leads to my question. Uh, every week, Mike Francesa uh, of WFAN, who's New York's answer to you, okay, interviews Aaron, Bo- Aaron Boone. He sits down, and he's going over that with previous managers. I've never seen... Uh, and, and, you know, the fans, their flagship station. I've never seen that with the pirate manager uh, here uh, in Pittsburgh, okay? And you guys are the flagship station. Couldn't well, well Clint Hurdle has a show. Uh, it's, it's hosted by Greg Brown mostly, but sometimes Joe Block. But it's on their own uh, pregame show. So, yeah, but those guys, those guys are housemen, okay? Frances is a guy like you and Zeiss who they ask the tough questions. You see the difference? Yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, it's the hard Yankees enough play to... play by play guy, doesn't it, interview? But I think that's also a contract-driven thing. I think he may be good at answering, and, and, you know, Mike does a good job with that. There's no doubt, but uh, it's, it's, but I'm sure that's a paid situation. If he's on every week, it's like Tom Brady being on 
or Ben Roethlisberger doing his own show here or whatever. Those guys are paid to be there also. So, yeah, I'd like – but that's, you know, that's not going to change. He's not going to come in here and do a show once a week unless there's money involved. Let's go to Chris in Indiana, but thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm fine, Bob. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hey, I am a lifelong Dodger fan. I grew up in Los Angeles. The Pirates have been my second favorite team since I was a kid. I'm out here in, in Pennsylvania now. I would like to just take take a look at what the Dodgers have done versus what the Pirates have done. If you look at the Dodger roster, they've all either come up from the minor leagues or they came from very minor trades. How does that happen? Well, they must have some really good scouts out there. Yes. The Pirates, the Pirates trades, the Pirates, what they have coming up to the minors, seems really weak to me. It's all boiling down to the Pirates just have crummy scouts. What is going on? Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. The Dodgers and teams like the Yankees continue to stockpile their minor league system, which must be done through good scouting and developing and drafting and all of that. You could still do that no matter where you are on the pecking list. If you're number one in terms of payroll, you still got to draft and develop good. If you're number 32, you got to still draft and develop good. The pressure is more so on those teams at the bottom end of it. That's the lifeblood of any organization in any sport. But... The luxuries comes into play when you do that well and you still have a big payroll because there's no salary cap or floor. Now you got huge disparities. So the pirate window um, is not as big. And when it's open, you got to pile onto that window, I think. But they haven't been able to do that. So uh, you're right. The Dodgers, if you look at their roster, I mean, go right down it. You'll see guys in their early 20s. Look at the Braves. You want to throw another example? Now they've had ups and down seasons, but I mean, right now, they got a, a lineup that's consisted of guys under the age of 26, four of them under the age of 23, and they're all regulars. So, we, we like, I look been, at like a Mitch but, Keller right now. He's trending on – Greg, could you find out how old Mitch Keller is? Greg Filling will look that up. I think he's like 24 already or maybe even 25. By now, he should be up here playing and playing well. Yeah. I mean, you can put as much blame on Clint Hurdle or on the pitching coach as you want. But there's something endemic in the, in the organization that is just not looking at players the right way, whether through the minor trades or through the minor leagues. It's just not working. All right. I agree. Chris, thank you. And by the way, right. Chris is or, um, Mitch Keller is 23, but by next year he's going to be 24. It's time. You know, it's time, especially given all the problems this, this starting rotation has had. But if you look at some of the guys, and I will, when I come back from the break here, I'm going to uh, – tell you about some of the guys they've employed this year from their minor league system and there are guys in well I'll tell you now since I wrote it down and I have it for you but I can tell you that these are the guys they've they've um, brought into play this year okay from the AAA length ranks right this is pitchers now we're talking about um, you have Dovidas Navaraskis right what's he done an over 10 ERA all right, Nick Kingham was traded, but he was once a big prospect for them, a near 10 ERA. Who else? Jeff Hartlieb. I don't know what his ERA is, but it ain't good. I know that. Rookie Davis traded him, ERA sub 7, but over 6. Clay Holmes, near 7. Who else? Montana Durapo. These are the guys they're bringing up. And all due respect to them, because it's, you know, I understand it's difficult to make it to the majors. Trust me, I understand. And everyone who gets here is a special athlete. But then you have to get the best of them to play. And if, you, if your system is producing just that, 
and no one else comes up, when you clearly have needs, and if you add up their total innings, I bet they're significant. I don't even know what they would be. So, Greg, I'll ask you to do more work. <laughs> but, I mean, those are a large amount of innings that those guys are filling on a team that needs pitching. Is there anyone else? And somehow Mitch Keller, when he comes up here, hasn't been able to do it. It's similar with Tyler Glass now. Every time he did well in the minors, came up, couldn't get it done here. I just There's so many problems, and you wonder why. Who's really at the root problem here? Is it the development team? Is it the drafting team? Is it the people in place here who have their jobs of developing him here, whether it's Ray Searidge, Clint Hurl, or anyone else? I don't know the answers. All I know is I see the results, and I have to judge things on results. That's what this is. It's a results-oriented business. You're in it to play big-time baseball, and if you don't deliver, people question the results, and then you question why. Why do you have these results? The answers are unclear, but they're consistently bad, and that has to change. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Uh, we'll talk some more Steelers with you. If you want to keep the baseball stuff going, please do so. The Pirates will be in action tonight against the Mets. And the National League Central is still very much up for grabs between the top three. And you knew the top three were going to be St. Louis, Chicago, and Milwaukee. Although i got to tell you, I think the Reds made a good trade. I do. Uh, they got rid of Yasiel Puig, which to me is probably good for them. And they got Trevor Bauer. You know, you know they have Alex Wood, who's a pretty good left-hand pitcher. They have Luis Castillo, who's one of the better pitchers right now in the league. If you add Bauer, who I think is an elite pitcher, to that group, the Reds are going to be good. Next year, the Central Division is going to be even more difficult, I think. So we'll see. Uh, but the Pirates have got some work to do. There's no question about that. How they spend this offseason will be very reflecting on what they or very reflective of what they will do moving forward. 412-928-9370. Dan in Lawrenceville, hang on. We're going to get to your call. we got more calls on the way. Got to take a break. We have an update and plenty more ahead. This is the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. 1226 in Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Reminder tonight, KDK TV, we're going to have a third of our four preseason camp shows from St. Vincent College. Join me and Charlie Batch. On a beautiful set out there that we have for you. And Missy Matthews, Rich Walsh will also be on the program. That's tonight, 1135 KDK-TV. We talked to Gene Steratore, former referee for many years in the NFL and now with CBS, about this new pass interference rule. Should be interesting. A lot of your updated uh, camp information tonight at 10, uh, 1135. And then next Friday, it is August the 9th, first preseason game. KDK, join us for that. Steelers hosting Tampa Bay at Heinz Field. In the meantime, I want to remind you our show is brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Allegheny Health Network, health for all. And we're driven by number one Cochrane. Go one better. Also, Ireland Contracting. We're proud to have them as a sponsor. IrelandContracting.com. They are the title sponsors of the Ireland Contracting Nightly Sports Call. Seven nights a week on Pittsburgh CW 1035. Give us a shout. In the meantime, let's go to Dan in Lawrenceville. Hello, Dan. How are you today? How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Good. Yeah, I just uh, listen listen to the show. I lo I love it. And I have a question for Thank you. you. Um, if, if you were to evaluate the Pittsburgh Pirates top to bottom in the following areas, which would be draft, the development of players in the minor leagues, uh, the improvement or development of players once they get to the majors, improving themselves through uh, free agency, improving themselves through trades, are the Pirates? strong in any of those areas not strong no they're better yeah. i mean you, you can break down the trades 
they've made some good ones. Neil Huntington has come up with some things that have actually uh, resonated and yeah. helped their team, but he's also made some bad ones. Right. Uh, the I one for major. Archer that's... could be one of the worst, as it turns out. We'll yeah. see what happens in the future. Um, but that's, that's that's also a long way from proper analysis of it. We'll see. If, if Glassnow can't come back and be effective, if Meadows falls, although he has 16 home runs, he, he seems to have responded back after a, a real bad uh, part of his season. And who knows what uh, Shane Baz is going to be. So it takes a while to figure it all out. But right now, that is certainly trending on a bad one. Um, as far yeah, as development of players, not good. As far as drafting of players, they have some players who've been here, but they've picked high too. They've they've over the years have right. not done as well as they should have done with some of those. Right. And you, and all due respect to Jamison Tyone, okay, because he was, I believe, number two behind Bryce Harper and right ahead of Manny Machado. Now injuries are a problem, and and you can't foresee that the guy's going to have a couple of Tommy Johns or whatever he's having, uh, as well as a cancer scare and all of this stuff. But if you look strictly at what they got that draft versus what they could have had, you're not going to come up with a very good conclusion. You know, but that's yeah, – I mean, and again, overall, for this team to be competitive on a regular basis or at least semi-regular basis, the lifeblood has got to be the drafting and development. It has to be better than anyone else. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The margins are thin. You're not going to beat people, in, you know, in free agency – um, you know, you're, you're going to have to find the right guys and then guys have to get better. But it's just remarkable to me if we broke down the organization to those five or six areas, they're not strong in any, in any of them. Right, and, and, and uh, when you're not strong in any of them, that normally means the results are not going to be very good. Agreed. And that's what we have. And, and honestly, it's yep. a results-driven business. I think yep. regardless of where they – you know, this system is brought on by all the owners who voted for the system of having no cap. Okay, so you voted for it, right. whatever. You're in it. Deal with it now. And if you can't deal with it, then you're not succeeding. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate your comments. Let's go to Monongahela, <laughs> Pennsylvania. we got Elmo on the line. What's up, Elmo? Hello, Bob. How are you? Hey, hey Bob, i, I got to tell you something before I put my point. Don't ever retire because you are the Grand Pooh Bar of Pittsburgh sports. <laughs> Never been called the Grand Pooh Bar, I but I like that. I appreciate you are the that. Grand Poo Bar. I, hey, listen, Elmo, I just try to, to you know, I, I like listening to other people's opinions. I like sharing them. I'm not going to uh, look at it and belittle well, anyone. Know, everyone has an opinion. I, I respect that. So that's all I try to do. That's who well, I am. You're a gentleman. I, I, I mean, I, I love listening to you. And sometimes I'll call. Sometimes I don't get through. So sometimes I can't stay on the phone too long. So. <laughs> I but anyway... That. What I was going to ask you, I, but the still is why we see anything. Is Dante's is Don, Dante Moncrief? Is he considered your number two right now? Because I I've been. I, I would say yes. He's having up with I would, that. I would say yes based on what what's gone on at camp. You know, we'll see in these games, but he gives the one thing I like about him is he's never really had a marquee quarterback to throw him the football. He did a little bit with Andrew Luck. In fact, his first touchdown in Indianapolis was from Luck. But then he had Jacoby Brissett to deal with and a host of others. Then he goes to Jacksonville. He has Blake Bortles and whoever is in their line of succession at quarterback. So this is going to be his first opportunity. I think Ben Roethlisberger really likes what he represents. He is a big, tall, physical target. And I think his numbers should indicate that. Um, how about um, Deontay Johnson? How, how's he looking at camp? Good. He got slightly injured last night, but I think he's going to be a contributor, and I think his speed will open things up. I think you're going to see a distribution differently than last year, Elmo. I think you're going to see it spread out more, even though 
Juju Smith-Schuster should be the number one and is the number one, but I don't think you're going to see all the targets that Antonio got going specifically to him, and I don't know that it would help him if they did. So I no, think you, Vance uh, McDonald's going to get – I think it's going to be a much more diversified offense, and I think because of that they'll be successful. And I think Ben should be very excited about this year because of that because it seems like he forced so many balls to um, – Brown and um it made him it made him flustered. I mean, I understand some most of his um interceptions were because of um forcing the ball to Brown. Well, so, that's and you're right. It seemed like they came in that direction, but then he shouldn't have resist. He should have resisted that. He should have said, uh, "Hey, I'm the quarterback. You're going to get what I give you," and that's the way it is. Uh, but sometimes you try to placate the superstars. They they keep you know whining until they get what they want. That's why I think it's going to be interesting to watch Cleveland this year as well. I don't I at, do not doubt that they're a very talented team that has a good young defense, and they have some really good players on offense. Their offensive line would worry me if I'm Baker Mayfield. We'll see. And I also don't think, when I look at the Ravens, I saw a bunch of stuff from their camp the other day, and it looks like they're catering their entire offense around Lamar Jackson. And that's fine unless he gets injured, and he runs the ball an awful lot. And we've seen guys who run the ball an awful lot of quarterback. Injuries are possible. What middle linebacker is not as fast as that quarterback? I'm telling you what, he's he's going to get. If they're thinking about him as a rollout quarterback, running quarterback, he's going to get he's going to get nailed. Well, well, I'm, for his sake, I hope he doesn't make it through the season. Yeah, he's a very talented guy. But if you put your whole offense around him now, you know things go badly. Something happens. All of a sudden, you got some issues to deal with too. Because now the next guy up has to deal with the offense that's not necessarily suited for his game. We'll see. I don't know. It's a long way to go, but I certainly do not expect um, it to be easy. I think it's going to be a three-way battle, but I think the Steelers should. I'm still. I like what I've seen. It's been a no-nonsense camp. I think it's helped them in many ways, and I think there'll be a team that takes a step forward on defense. Um, I didn't feel that way last year because I wasn't sure about John Bostic. I didn't know what he was capable of doing, and as it turned out, not much is the answer. And then you brought in a safety who, you know, Morgan Burnett. Had some good years in Green Bay, but he came here and didn't fit. So all of that didn't work for them. They've tried to change that with signings and drafting. They attacked their need, and I think you'll see it have positive uh, effects on their defense. At least it better. When you sack everyone 52 times, which is tied for the number one spot in the league, you should have more turnovers than what they had. And if you don't, you're going to find yourself in the same boat. Herb in Greenfield joins us right now. What's up, Herb? Uh, yeah, Bob. Uh, I, I, my point is about the Dickerson trade. Uh, Dickerson, of course, was a gold glove fielder. Uh, he, he, he proved his worth with his hitting and all kinds of all-around leadership with the team. And uh, now he's gone, and go, quoting Huntington, we're going to continue to fight. Uh, we're not out of it. Well, the first thing that happens to replace uh, Dickerson on the roster is Pablo Rios. That proves why not one of the better minor leaguers like Kevin Kramer or Will Craig or somebody of that ilk. It kind of shows where the Pirates are lacking in good good, good judgment. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I would, you know, I I think I would realistically, if I were in charge, I would admit what I have, which I'm not going to win anything this year. That should be obvious. You can right. say whatever you want to say, but that's that's putting out propaganda, to be honest. Yeah, you fight to win every game. They should fight to win every game. But that doesn't mean you can't try guys right now. Why not serve these next two months as an opportunity for someone to come up and get a look and exactly. see, get a that's little right. head start? Instead, you're going to wait until uh, spring training, and you know they're not going to make the roster in spring training, and so then what? I would, I would absolutely bring Will Craig up. I would try a lot of things. I would try Josh Bell in right field once in a while. 
I would. Why not? Yeah. And I would see what Will Craig could do up here on a steady diet of pitches. Um, I, I don't find anything wrong with that, but apparently they're not willing to do that. Well, and well, and Clint Hurdle pretty much said that you're not going to see Mitch Keller. Again, why not? He can get a regular start up here. He doesn't have to do it down there. Get a little advanced uh, survey of what he can be like. It seems like a parade of flawed judgment. That's what, that's what comes across to the, most of my friends and a lot of fans. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I just I, I didn't think much of this team coming into it. I picked them to be fourth. Uh, I didn't think they may. I didn't think they'd be last. I thought the Reds were worse, but the Reds have taken strides forward. We'll see what happens next year. But I think the uh, Central Division is going to be really difficult next year. You know, when you think about it, the Cubs will be good. They always will be if they're going to spend. Uh, I think the Cardinals know how to put together a team that always seems to do better than the Pirates. Uh, the Brewers have stepped up. They made some moves in this offseason that have clearly helped them. So the Pirates have got to attack catching. They've got to attack – Colin Moran has had a good year at third base. I still would like to see some other right-hand player there. Why isn't Cabrian Hayes up here right now? Let's give him a shot too. Why not? I mean, at some point you got to see what you got. Um is Adam Frazier your everyday second base? I like Adam Frazier a lot. I think he gives you a lot of pop at the top of the order, and he has some. He can do some things, but I, you know, he can be also a versatile guy to play different positions if you want. Uh, they don't have Dickerson, so and I would have. I I would just experiment. I don't think there's any harm in that, and I don't think if if guys can't handle that, if they had failure and it hurts them, then they're mentally not strong. You got to get up and do it. Put him in position. See what happens. They did that with Brian Reynolds. They had no intention of bringing Brian Reynolds up here this year. They were forced to do it, and guess what he did? He did well. He put them in a position that they didn't expect to be in. You know, Kevin Newman rebounded after a shaky start. But they didn't trust him enough. They brought in Eric Gonzalez ahead of time. Um, so my point is, sometimes you'd be surprised what you get when you put people out there. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We're going to take a break. we got more coming up all the way to 1 o'clock. This is the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, Bob Pompiani here until 1 o'clock. And we have Tab Douglas from 1 until 5.40 before the Nashco Roofing Show takes place. And then the Pirates and the Mets tonight, game two of their series. 412-928-9370. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, PNC Bank. Make today the day. This is the day for you to go to PNC Bank. Allegheny Health Network, health for all. And number one, Cochrane. Go one better at number one, Cochrane. Also, again, a reminder, Family Fest takes place for the Steelers tomorrow at Heinz Field. Ten bucks gets you in. Check it out. All the information at Steelers.com or, for that matter, KDK.com, your television home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go back out to the lines. We got Bert and Ross Traver. What's up, Bert? Hello, Bert. Hi, Bob. What's up? Well, I was wondering uh, how many home runs and RBIs the bill had in July, and if you had any comments on, you know, why he had this uh, what seemed to be a drop off. Yeah, not sure. He was. I think he's only had one home run since Fourth of July, if I'm not mistaken. Not many RBIs, but the numbers have gone uh, totally down. I mean, his his yeah. month of May was hard to produce uh, by anyone, and it may be hard to duplicate. Obviously, it's off the charts good. However, ever since then, it's not been the same, and I, and I don't know if it's just uh, they're pitching him differently. Uh, he's just not doing what he did discipline at the plate. 
I'm not sure what the answer is, but the numbers certainly reflect um, not the same Josh Bell that we saw in May. But I would guess that it's hard It's hard to blame what's going on around him. He's been protected. Starling Marte ahead of him has been red hot. And when Cabrera bats behind him, he's been pretty good too. So that it's not like they're not pitching to him. They're pitching to him. He's just not uh, being as disciplined potentially at the plate that he needs to be. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he had been able to do something along the lines of what he did the first half of the season, I'm sure they'd be in better shape than they are now. I don't. I don't think they would be in the race. Well, but sure I, that's, that's going to be like I said. That would be hard to duplicate. He was off the charts good. Uh, I don't think anyone can maintain that over the course of the year. So I never expected that. But I didn't expect it a drop off like this either. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I was wondering too if 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 Brown keeps. Uh, missing practices in Oakland and such, and they end up cutting him. Is, does he still get his guaranteed money? How does that work? Uh, they're not going to cut him. But, yes, guaranteed is guaranteed, but, no, they're not going to cut him. But they're going to have to deal with this kind of stuff. Again, it's not good that your your first opportunity with a training camp with this team, okay, you have an injury. So what? Guys have injuries all the time, but you always see them at training camp. They don't just leave and, worse yet, not tell your boss where you're going. You just leave. I mean, John Gruden has to talk with this all the time for whatever reason. And he didn't want to talk about that. He, he doesn't have, you know, he has a short fuse. He doesn't have the kind of patience that may be necessary to deal with Antonio Brown. And they, they knew, they had to know what they were getting. I mean, the guy pretty much just uh, un- threw everything under the bus here, walked away from his responsibility. He was lucky they didn't. They should have suspended him and not paid him the last week here, but they didn't do that. Uh, it was just a matter of time before he was going to be gone. The fact that one of the best receivers in the history of the game got a return of only a third and fifth round pick pretty much sums up where he was. Not a lot of teams stepped forward. Buffalo tried, he shunned them, and then Oakland said okay. And Oakland's history to me suggests they've made a lot of bad decisions. Is this one of them? You know, for them, they hope not. I mean, he brings a big number, but he better get what he he better get the kind of balls he wants from Derek Carr or Nate Peterman or whoever's thrown him the balls, or there could be trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thanks, Bob. Always good talking to you. You too, Bert. Thank you. We're going to go out to the car now. We have Mike, who's been listening as he's driving around. Hello, Mike. What's going on today? Hey, uh, well, it's a beautiful day outside. Look, I'd like to talk about the Pirates. Um, We've got some great callers this morning. And let's start with the fact that we've got a lot of Pirate fans that remain out there despite Nutting and Coonley and Huntington. The ratings on people with care absolutely show up uh, in the television ratings. Now let's turn to how the fans are treated. And I'll call, I'll use one word, sophistry, uh, BS that comes out of Huntington and Coonley, and of course, nothing hides behind them. Go back to February where Huntington announced that this team has the feel of a postseason club that has the ability to advance deeply into the playoffs. So, False confidence on his part, because what did he do? They let Nova go, and they went into the, a pitching rotation that was, at least on paper, five deep only, and none of the guys had ever pitched over 180 innings in a single season. So then they start the season. Pitching was good in April, and then falls apart. What does he do? He doesn't bring in anybody for help and goes to the opener concept where which turned out to be a disaster. But from an organizational standpoint, 
All anybody has to do is Google the interviews of the people who have left. And I'm talking about Glassdale, Meadows, Cole. Cole, yeah, I saw those. I understand what and you're you, saying. And you, and, you, and you read these things, and all of the pictures state that the Pirates tried to put everybody into a cookie-cutter approach, pitch low, throw sinkers. It puts stress on the arm. Then look at the statistics of Tommy John surgeries in the Pirates organization. Something is absolutely wrong. And these guys all say that as soon as they got to Tampa Bay, and I'm talking about Baz, uh, the, the Shane Baz kid, too. The first thing Tampa Bay said was, you've got great spin rate. You've got a great four-seam fastball. Pitch to your strength. Don't worry about this, <clears throat> you know, pitch to contact, sinker ball stuff. And um, what I'm saying is nutting probably won't bite the bullet and pay the severance, but he needs to clean house because they have lost credibility, not just with the fans, but with the people who put on the uniforms. And I don't think Huntington even has the respect of the GMs around the league. Well, I, I know this. Values. Go ahead. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree that they're not going to make a change. They should make a change if it's strictly about accountability. Um, and yes, when you look back at some of the stuff that has been promised or at least expected, it's not been close, which means you have to wonder, um, are they looking at this properly? Um, do they have the right uh, evaluation skills to get stuff done? If you think the group that was assembled is a playoff team, you were wrong. And maybe they thought the same last year. You were wrong. You need a lot of things to happen. And I think moving forward now, and all you could do is base what, where you are here and what you look ahead, uh, they have some players who you can build around. I don't think there's any question about that. I think Josh Bell can be built around. I think Reynolds potentially can be built around. I think Meadows, uh, not Meadows, uh, uh, Kevin Newman at short. But I need, they need more. They need a lot more. Do they want to keep Marte for the foreseeable future? Probably. How about Polanco? He's injury pro. There are so many questions. And again, Mike, when I'm assessing this team, honestly, I look at their roster from what I see here, from what's going to be left, and I say that if you're going to compete, you need every one of the guys that you're going to mention to have really good career years. That's normally something you cannot attain. Not everyone will. In fact, most will go back. Some will jump ahead, but it won't be everyone. And if they're going to rely on what they have here, only they're going to be in big trouble because every team will try to improve. They got to do more. They just have to do more. And they're not doing enough. And I don't think they have the right evaluation in process to look at what they have and where they're going. That's all. It's as simple as that to me. You got to develop these guys. You got to make sure they're here. If they're not here, then you got to bring somebody in who can help in the void period. And uh, it's just not happened. So it's a lot of the same for the last four years. And I don't know. I mean, Craig Riley put out a poll and it's an interesting one about when do you think the Pirates will be in the playoffs next, 20, 21, 22, or, or beyond that? And the overriding answer was beyond that. And it's going to be hard to believe that they can immediately turn into a playoff team in this division, which, again, I think all those teams are good teams getting better. I think the Reds have taken a step forward. It may be a minor one, but they've taken a step forward. Uh, so, anyway, that's where they are at this point, and we'll see where they go from here. But – you know, their catching situation has disappointed them. They have to come up with more. I think Stallings has been better than they thought, but Diaz hasn't. Cervelli hasn't played. He won't be here next year. They'll save $11 million there. Um, you know, and then you look at their infield, and again, I think Newman's fine. Uh, you hope it consistently happens for him. Is Moran enough at third? They need more help there. 
I would like to take the next two months if I was in charge and I would just let guys play, guys in the minors, and I want to see what they can do. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're not trying to win. You are trying to win, but you're also trying to evaluate and get a little jump start over what's going to happen in this offseason. That's all. And I think that's realistic to expect at some level. You know, they brought up Gonzalez. They brought up Pablo Reyes. Fine. But they need to do more than that. They need other guys who are really the centerpiece prospects to get more opportunities at this level right now just to gauge where they are, to see, give them a taste. Can they handle this? I don't think that's expecting too much. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. The uh, Steelers in action this week. I want to remind you, coming up on Friday, we'll have the game. It's the Steelers and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Your first opportunity to see a Steelers. A lot of the new offensive people, a lot of the um, defensive guys are going to come in here, and they're trying to make things happen, turnovers and such. Can they get it done? Well, we'll at least get an idea. And they have some really fascinating stories, not the least of which are the kickers. Uh, I'm going to be very interested to see. Tab Douglas is standing by. You got two seconds, Tab, before you start? Sure you do. I want to ask you real quick. How do you seconds how, for you? How anytime. do you properly assess Chris Boswell? He's been perfect so far. He's made every kick, but so is the other kid, Anthony Wright. It's tough to do in. I mean, Wright, obviously he's got the leg up because they've got the money invested in him. But how I do you? Know, prop, but it's not, it's not about preseason. What do you mean it's not about preseason? What if he fails in the preseason? How about if he doesn't, and then he does in the regular? Then you got to go with him. I just think you you know you made that commitment. I agree. I, I, I agree. I'm just saying it's kind of hard to gauge where he is based on preseason and practice. I have more of a problem, and I said this before. I have more of a problem how they botched the selection of their punter last year. They had that kid Wiles in who outkicked Barry. Barry was awful last year. Now you know so was Boswell, but that's I yeah, have more right. of a problem they, with their decision. They could have made that. that decision last year. I hope year, he then. gets beat <clears throat> out this year. That's that's the other end of the special right. teams kicking thing. Yeah, we'll see, but it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out, and I think Mike Tomlin may stop a drive just to get a guy an opportunity to kick one from a certain distance just to see what he has. Could happen. I, I think that needs to happen when you how think about, if, about it. Uh, hypothetically, let's say Boswell gets four attempts, he makes three, and Matthew Wright makes all. Let's say the one misses from 28 yards. Shanked. Uh, I was going to say it depends on degree of difficulty, and now you just <laughs> isn't he working with you in the off season on oh, that yeah, on yeah. your swing Absolutely. and your tempo? We, we use and, golf as the you know, exactly. I know it's all about the tempo. So, it's all about. So in the, other words, if he fails this preseason, it's on you probably. <laughs> so I won't get my cut of twenty million either. I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for our program. Tab Douglas is getting ready. He'll be here next. He'll take you all the way to 540, so that's a pretty long day for Tab. No, just five. Just five. Okay, never mind. That's still four hours. Still a pretty long day. We run out of oxygen at some point, so make sure you call. It's 412-928-9370. Once again, a thanks to our sponsors, PNC Bank. Make today the day. Allegheny Health Network, Health for All, number one, Cochrane, and Ireland Contracting. And it's time for the weather, which is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet and McMurray. Join Sun Chevy for their all-star open house all month long and the door to a new Chevy. Today, mix of clouds, sun high in the 80s. Tonight, clear and cool, low of 65 tomorrow. Similar to today, touch warmer highs closer to 90. Family Fest tomorrow at the Steelers. Make sure you show up at Heinz Field. That should be fun. In the meantime, we have a special tonight, 1135 on KDKA. For Greg Finley, who always does a great job behind the glass. He, by the way, is wearing a Mets hat today. Interesting. Uh, you're like Filipponi, huh? You can't shake that team. They've been more disappointing than the Pirates based on the city in which they play, right? But anyway, Finley, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> what? It's true. You're wearing a Mets hat. Don't, be, don't shy away. Call them, and you can get on them, too. At 412-928-9370, I'm Bob Pompiani. Have a great weekend. Stab Douglas is next right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.